Hey, Adam, thanks for coming on. Glad to be here, John and Mike and Sylvia. So besides working in human spaceflight just down the street at the Johnson Space Center, which we're going to talk a bunch about, and being a self-proclaimed space nerd, you uh, you recently completed uh, competed in the American Ninja Warrior TV show, and that episode set the air this Wednesday. There's actually a viewing party Wednesday, May 30th at the J. Henry's Draught House and Kitchen there on Clegg City Boulevard. But uh, let's talk a little bit about that experience. What was that like? Uh, competing on American Ninja Warrior was a dream come true. Uh, I've been watching this show for many, many years and always thought, man, I could, I could okay. do that. So what did you do to prepare? Uh, I Well, it was last year, literally a year ago today, or a year ago next week on my birthday, where I was like, you I seriously to make a want life to do change. it. I, decide, I made nice. that decision. I wanted to do it. And I put my heart into training, and uh, I watched hours and hours and hours of video to learn about it. Mm-hmm. My wife can attest to that for sure. And, uh, and what, I just What kind it. of training would you do? Yeah, so uh, in addition... Because I've seen some pretty crazy stuff on... Uh, on, on Ninja Warrior, yeah. just whether American or the original Ninja Warrior, I've seen some crazy stuff. There's so everybody has a different way to train. For me, it was getting my upper body strength. So a lot of just strength <laughs> training yeah, first, because yeah, I, yeah. I could only do like six, two pull ups. Six hundred chin ups. Yeah, is that what you can do? I'm on the way. I'm on, on the way, way to that. What's, how many chin ups can you do? Uh, probably. 15, 20 on a good that's day. Good. Yeah. 15, 20. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not to the level of some of these professionals yet, but I'm getting right, there. Right, well, right, right. You're, you're a tall, you're a big guy. I mean, you know, you're not like a four foot two guys that could probably do 200 pull-ups. I exactly. Mean, you know, so you're carrying some weight, carrying some muscles. So yeah, yeah. The height, the height is an advantage and disadvantage in some, in some senses. So you, you work, work, work with what you, what you got. So absolutely, yeah. work with what you got. So what were some of your, your training methods though? Yeah. So. Uh, a couple, three days a week, I would go to the gym and I just do upper body training. So I do pull ups, I do dead hangs, I do grip strength training. Then I'd also, I also took up rock climbing. So two times a week, I'd go rock climbing, and I did it for training purposes. But it turned out to be extremely fun, and I fell in love with it. Um, and then probably once a month, I'd actually go up to the local Ninja Warrior gym, which is probably an hour away from here. Yeah. What? Wait, wait, that's such thing. So you're telling me there's an American Ninja Warrior gym? They're all over the country now, but the the one here it's called Iron Sports. Do they do they like change it up? Does it stay the same? Where is it? Yeah. Are they uh, officially it? licensed by the uh, brand? Right. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently so. So you you'd go there once a week? Uh, once a month, because it was an that's an hour away, and I right, I right, needed right. kind of the baseline strength before I could learn the techniques. Is so. there like is there like some like club pro there that's like yeah all you need to do is strengthen your fingertips, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was created by one of the guys who competed on the show, mm-hmm. and he wanted to share his experience and his love of the sport with everybody else. And awesome. so he created this gym. I mean, now there's hundreds of them all over the country. Um, yeah. How much did it help you? It's great, right? You gotta if you're going to compete on obstacles, you got to train on the obstacles. And while I think that I'm all you know smart and understand the physics and everything, until you're actually on there trying them, it's totally different. And so it was it was critical training. How was the salmon ladder? Oh, that's so much fun. That's the scariest one, though. Anything that, like, you're moving in the air, flying, like, that's that's super fun. Right. So uh, it was hard at first. I literally could do one. And uh, and to see the progression, I mean, I can can do that thing up and down a couple times now. That's awesome, man. That's super cool. So did this uh, training alter your lifestyle? Right. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. Dieting, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, ever since I got married, my wife and I took a, we were very focused on our health and eating, eating healthy and stuff. But once I got into this, uh, it, it took on a, a whole new level. And uh, and not only just what I ate and everything, but just what I did with my life. I spent, I was in the gym six, seven days a week. And, uh, but I, it was something I was passionate about. I wanted to accomplish that goal. And so I dedicated, I changed my life to work around it. And awesome. it's, it's been a, it's been very rewarding. That is really, really cool, man. So, so, so have you done any measurements? Like, I mean, what you said you started about a year ago. I mean, have you lost body fat? Have you, uh, have, have you been doing some lifts? I mean, there, is there some ways to actually track your progress? 
other than oh, yeah. you know obviously competing on the show i mean what's what's an example of how you just can feel your body's changed over that year yeah absolutely so uh i'm an engineer i love numbers so tracking data was something i felt strongly about doing for me i took uh you know, I, I did the picture in a mirror every couple days type thing. So I took a picture when I started, and then every every couple days I take another picture. And uh, you know, it was a little weird taking a picture of myself every morning, but it was really great to be able to look back and visually yep. see that transformation. And uh, you know, it's something that I can be proud of. Um, in addition to just you know being able to lift weights and track my uh, body fat percentage, which they had a machine at the gym to do that, and so uh, you can see the graph of, of it going down over this so I just love that you know you set a goal you, you track the goal and you just you see the progress it's there's nothing more rewarding mm -hmm. than that yep excellent so I'm looking at your shirt space ninja gravity doesn't affect me and I guess obviously uh cheating gravity that's that's you know kind of the theme of the show right that's right uh, but that's the that's the Mount Midoriyama in the in the space helmet right yeah so true Ninja Warrior fans will recognize that nuance that that that's the that's, that's the final Mount stage Midoriyama, yep, yeah Mount Midoriyama. That's, that's the arm burner you got 30 seconds to get all the way to the top yeah for, you know, for a long time, there was only four men who were who could who could do it over in Japan, and those guys those guys were just so. There was this one obstacle I saw it was like curtains, and you had to like you had to you had to go across the curtains, right? Mm -hmm. And this one dude like reached out and he grabbed the curtain, and then when he like moved towards his arm and off the ground, his elevation of his head never changed, and he just like went across the curtains, <laughs> and then went across the other side, and, there, and I'm like. <laughs> Did you just float across that? What is that? So what's the most difficult obstacle on the course? Like, in your opinion, all the training that you've done and all of the courses that you've probably already ran, like, what is the most difficult challenge out there? Yeah, and, and it's a hard question because, number one, a lot of the obstacles change mm -hmm. every year, every every event. Um, but I think, you know, for the for this uh, regular person, it's going to be the grip strength uh, obstacles, grip upper you know, body. yeah, because yeah. most grip of upper body. grip and upper body, but but mainly like the the, the, grip, yeah. the ones where you're just using your fingertips. On, oh yeah. man, that ledge hang yeah. where they have one inch and you have yeah. to go across. I mean, you that that's <laughs> unless you're you've been rock climbing all your life. That's like years of training to get to that. Oh, point. totally. So totally, I should, totally. I mean, these guys are on ledges that and they're going for like thirty seconds to a minute across this whole expanse. Mm. Yeah, and, that's and then like jumping. Really to another expanse, yeah. catching themselves with their fingers, right. and then proceeding down yeah. to the other jump, and then guys like, yeah, like the, that's the ultimate cliffhanger obstacle <laughs> is exactly what that is. Is you're you're climbing across, and then you jump from one to another, and catching yourself on a ledge like. That's crazy. It's hard. Yeah. So Managing. you just try to get through as quickly as you can, then, right? <laughs> I mean, you just try to get yeah. through that and to, to get to the next obstacle, exactly. right? Exactly. So imagine you probably like logged a lot of the different obstacles that have been on the show over the years, and probably practiced at the, at the especially at the one specialized gym. You know, and probably tried. You know, probably hoped certain obstacles might be part of part of your contest. And, mm -hmm. and was was there uh, was there some that that you had to compete in? And, and we can't get too specific in the show because it's airing next Wednesday. But uh, you know, pleasant surprise or something that you really were hoping you would. You know, and you don't necessarily have to get. To, you know, you can get as specific as you feel comfortable sure. based on the fact that the show hasn't aired. But was there uh, an obstacle that you're like, oh dang it, I was hoping that one wouldn't show up. <laughs> um. No, you know, you just you got to be prepared for anything. anything and right. and so there's different stages to Ninja Warrior. So for those who are unfamiliar, there's the city qualifier course and that's six obstacles. That's, that's So let, let's let, let we can break that down into how did you get onto the show? What was your sure. process of getting into the show? Yeah, so for um so for Ninja Warrior, you simply need to submit an online application. It's about 10 pages or so and they're asking about you know your hobbies your background your heroes if you had any injuries um things that have happened in your life they're trying to get a feel for who you are as a person yeah, and maybe story. trying to find a good story, story. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah trying to find the good oh. story and then you submit a two to three minute video that shows your personality and shows that you can do some physical fitness stuff so i love video production and i've done some stuff as a nasa intern i've been a part of video creation there and so i loved making the video but you know I, you, I made I made a ridiculous video you know I was just goofy and funny and just 
I rapped and did some beatboxing, like weird things, you know, that are part of my personality. And uh, and so I think that helped me stand out. So I because they were like, this guy's creepy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we want him on our show. <laughs> Whatever they thought it worked, so I'll take it. Uh, so yeah, so I submitted that video. I mean, that was in October, and then I just had to wait. And so I got the call, it was uh, February 20th. I was sitting at home doing a bunch of pull-ups and push-ups, because I had off that day from work, and I literally made a post on Facebook that was, I'm doing this exercise today. I don't know if I'm gonna make it on the show, but I'm gonna increase my workouts just in case I do. And mm. like an hour later, I got the phone call. And nice. so it was kind Good of, karma, yeah, the yeah, exactly. dedication, right? He's mm -hmm. off from work, what's he do? More push-ups and pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And, and you know, it was it was one of the greatest phone calls ever. Like I, I got very emotional and exciting, because it, it's- Did you cry? Not really, Did I didn't cry. Oh, I, was, I had a tear up, you know, <laughs> yeah. You cried. It's, okay. it's exciting. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, tens of thousands of people apply on the show, and they select like 700 each year. And so I just didn't think that it was possible on my first try to get selected. So just all that, I felt very grateful to, to have that opportunity. It was okay, a, so it was you cool. did the city tryouts, then you do like a, is there like a regional before you even go to the show? So they, they do six cities across the country. Um, each city has two different courses. The first is the city qualifiers. It's six obstacles. They have about 100, 120 people compete on that course. The top 30 move on to the next night, which is the city finals. That's 10 obstacles. And uh, then the top 15 out of 30 move on to the Vegas final, the national finals, which are in Las Vegas. And so the national finals, they tape in the middle of June. So those haven't happened yet. Right, right, right. Um, You're hoping to be on that squad, right? So, yes. So I already know if I've made that because the, the qualifiers and the finals have already happened in, right, in the right, one right. I compete at. So that's something I'm not, I won't talk about now. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, that's why I said, that's why I said hoping. So that's the that's one that's in Vegas, hoping. right? That's someone in Vegas or is that the... That, uh, yeah, it's National yeah, Vegas. That's in okay. Vegas, yeah. So that's kind of... That's kind of how it all works out. And then they whittle it down in Vegas from, uh, what do they do, 80 in Vegas? Well, so there's 15 people from six cities. From six, so that's uh, 30, 60, 90, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We can't. Math on the fly is right. not a good hey, thing to do. you're an engineer. Even for an engineer. <laughs> rely on that calculator. Eight would be 120, so 90. Yeah, 15 times six. 90. People is, at uh, home are we'll get a text here. Yeah, like, it's, it's uh, I'm going to be judged by all my friends. You know, I'm not going to be able to do it. Something like that. So yeah. we're going to we're gonna find out how he did at the uh, the local brewing, uh, viewing party, which is going to be at uh, Jay Henry's, right? That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so then all of those people compete, and there's four stages in Vegas. And uh, and so if you don't make it through the first one, then you don't move on. So it's just right. if you finish sudden all four. Death, sudden death, uh, fastest time moves on, and then what? Well, so the first two stages are timed. You have to sure, finish sure. them within a certain time limit or, or it doesn't count. And so, you know, they'll, they'll whittle it down throughout. And then stage three, uh, like last year, only one person or three people made it to stage right, three. Right, right. That's how, yeah, that's what they do. Man. And yeah. none of them finished it. So nobody wow. even got to try the last obstacle, which is Mount Midoriyama, to win the million dollars. Arm burner. Oh. Arm burner. Yeah. So, dude. They, if they won it every time, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a contest, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean in, in American Ninja Warrior history, so it, this is the tenth season. In the nine seasons that have happened, only two people have ever made it to the top. That's right. Mm. Wow. And that it happened the same exact year. So yeah, you know they don't want to give away a million dollars every year. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the budget or this year. Did. We're just not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's crazy. By the time you've done. It's always stage three is like so heavy oh my gosh, upper body yeah. that by the time you get to four, you're just like, <laughs> what? Yes. Oh. So do you have like backyard obstacles? Have you built anything that helps you, you know, um, kind of reproduce some of the obstacles that are on the show? Like how yeah. do you even... 
climb around your house? Hang from your roof? My wife and I are still apartment dwellers, so we haven't got to. I haven't got to build anything. I would have though if we had a house. But I did make a little hangboard. You win that million dollars. Yeah, if I win the million, that's right. You need you need a house. We need to get this training going. Right? We need to step up to the next level. We're not happy with your training regimen. We're gonna have to build some things for you. We're gonna have to get you going. That works for me. That works for me. I Thanks, wish we guys. Could, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. will do what we can. We will do what we can. We want to see somebody succeed in that show for sure, especially from this area. Trying be awesome. to be an astronaut in the space program. Mm-hmm. What would be funner, man? Right. Yeah. No, that'd be awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the space ninja. The name. Where? Where? You know, how'd that idea come up with? Uh, yeah, when I was when I was thinking about my application, I wanted to stand out, and I was like, well, what? What? What do I like to do? What would make me stand out? And space. I'm a huge space nerd. It's a passion for me. I'm getting to work at my dream job, and I figured that I'd play that that card. And and I thought I thought of different names. You got to you know. play some card, man, because <laughs> if you don't have a gimmick. Yeah. Then your gimmick is not having a gimmick, and that's still a gimmick. So <laughs> might as well have a gimmick. <laughs> the plane ninja. You, you know gotta be, yeah, the plane ninja. The plane. Yeah. The plane. You could have a uh, you know Herve Villachez doing the the plane. The plane. <laughs> yeah. So I needed. I wanted to have something, and uh, I thought different different names. You know, but I just space ninja sounded cool and. That's how I came up with it, and then I worked with my wife, who does graphic design work, and we we came up with this. Awesome, uh, this thing. awesome, very nice. Can you really do ninja in space, though? Like, is it? No, you know. Is it possible? So, so I mean, have, have you studied any martial arts? So, when I was younger, not martial really. arts is based on our physical world and a structure that that, exactly. that that bases into rooting. So, in space, it's you can hope as long as you can grab somebody, maybe you can create that, but probably not. Yeah. Underwater, it doesn't work. Right. And in space, it doesn't right. work. So everything yeah. underwater is the same as in space. You would have yeah. to go underwater and train to be an underwater ninja to be an underwater ninja. Hmm. If there were so many people living underwater that you need to assassinate <laughs> so that they would procure. What, was there an aqua ninja competing? <laughs> an aqua ninja. <laughs> I am the aqua ninja. <laughs> aqua ninja. There was a bayou ninja. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Yes. That yes. works as well for Houston. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, okay, so do you have a crawfish on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> he wore boots. He wore like people uh, wearing costumes boots. are very likely to fail in one, number one obstacle because. <laughs> okay, so so here's another here's another point I want to get to is your mental aspect and your focus going into that going into obstacle one as you're on the ready point is not to anything or anyone that's in the crowd but at task at hand, correct? So so we could talk for an hour about this subject because I, I, to, to be real, like I had a pretty big um, journey to get to that. And, you know, a lot of it was me being really competitive and wanting to do well and failing at some local ninja competitions and Anyway, the end of that story... That's how you get better, is failing. Yeah, the end of that story is, when I got up there, I just wanted to have fun. And uh, and so I got up there, I had thought it out a million times, and I just, like, I show my excitement, I find my family, you know, wave to them, kind of, like, take a deep breath, take it all in, and and just enjoy the moment, you know? Sure, Cause you're just, the moment, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I got up there, I was just... It was a really great moment, and I was just happy. And uh, and then they tell you to go, and then it's laser focus, you know, one <laughs> obstacle at a time. And I didn't want to be that person that fell on the first obstacle. Nobody does. <laughs> right? Goal. And goal. so uh, my, my goal was to stay focused and just do it really slow and um, not try to rush Methodical. it. So, yeah. Just yeah. finish. Just finish. Not everybody finishes. So if you just finish, mm-hmm. if you just finish mm-hmm. – then you're at least in the top ten, top fifteen, yeah. right? And for me, every obstacle was a, was a would be would be a you know a great thing. If I got past one obstacle, I would celebrate that. If I got past another one, however many it took. Okay, so not to get too deep, but have you ever faced the warped wall? 
well, I I have in training. There's been many warped walls that right, I've gotten right. to try out, and you know, again, it's like watching the show for many years and getting to try the you real obstacles. You gotta do the warped oh, wall, right? It's so cool. Yeah, the salmon ladder and the warped walls. Like yeah. those are the first. Those are the one where you run and you grab. Yes. Okay. It's okay. like a big it's, half pipe. It's, it's uh, 14 feet, correct? Is it? 14 they, they've feet? been changing every year. Last year, I think this year is 14 and a half. Was, is the new. Uh, and you're and how tall? Keep I'm 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. Yeah. I'm 5'2", right. so... Hmm. We'll have to measure up. I think I'm 6'1 and a half. Tough. We're going to have to find out. That's fair, yeah. That's yeah. probably more where I am. I rounded up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you this, that... Hey, Mighty Mike, in my mind, you're about 6'4", because that puts me over 6 foot. So, you know. <laughs> um, I can t- tell you this, because this has been announced publicly, is this year they added a second warped wall that was 18 feet. So uh, you can see the pictures on the internet. So they were side by side, and you could decide if you wanted to try the warped wall that's 18 feet or the 14, or, and then there's an extra obstacle after it, well, about some kind of time no, thing or something. Or. Not necessarily. If you got up the 18-foot warped wall, you won $10,000. Just for doing that. Just um, for doing that. Um, yep. And so you, But you only get one try. So if you fail the warped wall, You've go to the then other one. you go to the other one, and you yep. only have Two, one oh. try. Yeah. So that Figure was that the kicker. Out. Oh. Figure that out for oh. that yeah. money. That's, That's a lot of money. That's the razzle-dazzle yeah. right That's there. That's it. Yep. Oh, you almost won again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you almost <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So that's a new feature on this season. You should take a look at that. It's going to be really cool to see how people did. All right. We'll do more of the Space Nation when we come back from break. Oh. Oh. We're back with the Houston Rockets pregame to Oh No, Hold On, Wrong Show. We're back with the Black Coast Power Hour. <laughs> and we're here visiting with the Space Ninja. And uh, we're, so, you know, we obviously talked a little bit about the background behind the Space Ninja name, and you kind of mentioned. Uh, you know, your background was some video creation as a NASA intern. But let, can we get a little bit more specific about what you're currently doing? I mean, you, you mentioned you're a, a space enthusiast, mm-hmm. geek. Um, so so uh, what, what, what are you – you're currently involved, you're currently employed in the space industry, correct? That's correct, yeah. So uh, I started out as an intern working for NASA, and that led to a full-time job. I've been full-time for five and a half years now. And uh, I have a couple different duties. So in, in short, I work in spacewalking tools. I work in uh, cold stowage, and I work on uh, flight crew equipment for our future uh, exploration vehicles. So I'm, I'm a master of a couple different trades now. I wouldn't say I'm a master, but I'm, I'm working in a couple different areas. That's excellent. So, uh, so the uh, spacewalking tools. I mean, that that's pretty interesting, huh? I mean, so uh, yeah. Give us give us an example of, of what that entails, or or maybe some of the training you you either are involved with, or, or train the astronauts with, or, or the tools you create for them, or, or uh, you know. Definitely. So the job is twofold. One is uh, we do project management for flight hardware. So. Tools that fly to the space station. These days, you know, there's a tool here, the tool there. Recently, we've made a uh, 3D printer that will make all the tools you need. uh, They're they're working on that. (laughs) Yep. Maybe not all the tools, but yeah, a couple tools. Uh, So we've made like an inspection mirror. We're working on cutters. We're working on. We had a camera, a video camera that we sent out the out the door. So those are some flight hardware that we've done that actually flies in space and astronauts use. So that's kind of that's a part of the dream. It's It's cool. You're watching a spacewalking you're like oh hey i was a part of that team that made that uh, the other part of it is uh development future development so i've worked on uh, prototyping tools for uh an, a mission to an asteroid uh, mission looking to into the, the future looking into the future so this is rapid prototype and development using 3d printers what are the next astronauts going to need sure yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah. so we're taking what we learned from back during the apollo days when our astronauts went to the moon and we're like what geology tools do they need what uh transportation systems do they need and so that's super fun because i you know i get to do, we have a small team we build these tools we take them to various training analog or analog missions mission simulations so to speak and we get to train the astronauts how to use them and we learn from them and it's it's real fast paced and it's a lot of fun so cold stowage you just have like a vent out to the outside world right and that, that keeps everything cold <laughs> that, you, you could do that these are more actively controlled uh, fridges and freezers that we use for sewing science is primarily so a lot of the scientists have requirements to keep their samples either biological samples or whatever um, at a at a low temperature Gotta control that temperature that's right yeah biological yep. samples at low temperature that sounds like beer to me right. <laughs> <laughs> i can neither confirm or can deny you, can you brew in space 
Yeah. You know, we we, we, we had an interesting was, conversation. With that them. was kind of what led to Galacticos Brewing happening was really? that question, and uh, I don't know. Andy was was part of that whole question. Was you yeah. know keeping keeping maintaining and brewing in a in a zero g environment and yeah. how you would do how that. Do you get how, your, how the yeast <clears throat> reacts. So yeah, there that's 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 the big question is how yeast because you know. <clears throat> Its most ideal uh, container is the the conical, to where the, the as it comes in, it forces the CO two up to the outside to push the yeast to make the beer. Because brewers don't make beer, we make vort and yeast right. make beer. So that's mm-hmm. number one. Right. So how do you do that in space? Because it's all part of like our. So you know, just like many people before them. I think Andy came up with the best idea was spinning a, a cylindrical... This is rocket scientist Andy Ng. Andy Ng, yeah. <laughs> He's currently a, working on some spacesuits, I believe. Spinning for... a, a cylindrical uh, extension of a space station at, at enough speed to, to, create the, to create the gravity, to create the inertia so that the yeast would be viable enough to make the beer. Otherwise... We don't think so. We think yeah. the yeast will just like float out. Of How's the, the original gravity? Well, work? <laughs> exactly because you know now you're talking. And the final gravity. Right? How are you going to take measurements? Well, if you have a refractometer and you have a light source, you're going to be able to take those measurements. So, mm-hmm. so thank God science has already figured that out. But creating that and making that happen, I think, is a completely different deal because. Will water saturate the grain? I mean, what is the what is the technical aspects of that? You you have to have total saturation to get sacrificial, which is the conversion of the grains into a sugar substance that's viable enough to add spices to to put yeast into to make beer, right? right so yeah. it's like this complicated process. Will the water just hover around the grain? Will it just hover there around? How can you make them Amogulous, you know. I mean, you've got a there's, there's got to be challenges. A, there's a, yeah. yeah, it's not. It was definitely not an easy deal, and and I think we constantly revisit every time he was at the brewery. We we're constantly revisiting the idea. And we also had that lead scientist from Nanoracks that you know we're talking about the. Uh, I mean, there, there's been absolutely, a lot of interesting conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I think the most the most viable uh, reason that Andy came up with was that during a mass uh, corona ejection, you could hide behind the beer and the water tanks <laughs> to, to provide For, shelter from the radiation, uh, radiation yeah. that was yeah. coming into the to the deal. So he's like, maybe that's the reason that gets beer in space. Huh. So now, while we're on the space topic, and I always enjoy uh, visiting with space enthusiasts, I consider myself one, and had a question I asked uh, when we had an astronaut on Clayton Anderson earlier, um, on a different episode, obviously, uh, asked him what, uh, you know, and I'm kind of curious what your take is, because I, I, I kind of get the feeling you've kind of got a background, you kind of know the whole history of the human space flight, and sure. some of it, you know, and, and a lot of times space enthusiasts, enthusiasts always argue about what was the most dangerous or challenging mission, you know, uh, of, of the entire human space flight, you know, an argument hmm. could be made for, obviously, people think of Apollo 11, because that's what, you know, actually landed, but, uh you know, there's arguments for Apollo 8. There's arguments yeah. for the first, uh, the first shuttle mission. You know, which is an un, you know, it's literally Apollo a test 30, mission. I 13. Mean, well, you know, and that was the greatest triumph, obviously, of Apollo 13. Yeah, you know, that's a hard thing. You, you, I, the first things that popped into my mind were Apollo 8 and the first shuttle flight. Um, just because, yeah, you, Apollo 8, they, they weren't originally going to send it to the moon. There was a lot of risk in that. They, But they were like, we're, we we got to do this. We're going to try to meet this deadline. And that was a big thing to leave huge. Earth's yeah, gravity. The first time we've ever, uh, humans ever left, you know, orbit. Yeah. I mean, Apollo uh, 8. Uh, that, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the first space shuttle, I mean, you you literally put two guys Pretty in ballsy. it. For the very first time, you flew that entire rocket without real. They had ejection she- seats, but I don't know if that would have worked really well. You know, it would have been might have been tough. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I like those two options. I think it's hard to pick a, a good one. Obviously, back very early on, I mean, they were blowing up the rockets in Mercury. You know, one after another That's up true. until the, the first flight. So, <laughs> right. yeah, you Shepard's flight too. Yeah, yeah. So that those were some pretty uh, risky <clears throat> missions as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure there is a correct answer. I, yeah. I think I think literally Apollo 8 and, and STS-1 probably are the two, you know. I mean, mm. 
you know, the Apollo 8, the reason they kind of changed the plans was really twofold. Number one, uh, Apollo 8 was originally they were going to test out the lunar lander, but uh, it was behind schedule on the build. That's right. And then also, I think uh, the, the uh, I'm not sure if it was actually, I think it was an SR-71 took some photos of a very impressive rocket on the launch pad uh. in Russia. And they're like, oh, gosh, they're, the Russians are about to go to the moon. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sped up the timetable, too. But, yeah. Do you have a favorite mission? I mean, I guess some of the missions you you I mean you've actually had some skin in the game. Maybe some of the more recent missions, like some of the expeditions, I guess, because they've been using your hardware. Yeah, you know, I, I'm on the engineering side, so we we do we we get requirements from somebody, we build something, we deliver it, and then there's a whole different organization at NASA, the operations group that uses it and implements yep. it and sees it being used. So you know, I don't feel particularly attached to any real space flight mission. I you know I enjoy watching and keeping track of them all um, some of the the test missions the simulated analog missions that we do um, like Nemo you guys familiar with the Nemo That's is the, uh, the underwater underwater yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah, absolutely. I've, I've done I, I've been I've done five Nemo missions and awesome. um, you know oh, last wow. probably last year was was a was a big one just you know you feel really attached to get to do di- some diving out there I get to interact with the crews a lot more so I definitely feel more attached to some of those missions but really you're uh, on those are you the primary you're overwatch or no so so I'm I haven't been a crew member so right, I haven't lived right. in the habitat but um part of the EVA tools right? still we, they're we getting you ready the this is the this is the preparation that most astronauts go through right yeah, here I, you know it, it definitely you're getting doesn't fami- hurt. you're getting familiar with all the environments yeah. that they're that they're going in and so yeah exactly so as a subject matter expert on the tools we train the astronauts and then I've I'm also certified as a working uh, working diver down there so we'll go down set up the area for the astronauts mm-hmm. the aquanauts before they get out we um, we're the uh, media people so we we take pictures we take video where this we're safety oversight to make sure they're not getting tangled up and uh so yeah i've got a lot of skin in that game and it's it's a really it's how really deep are the aquanauts of. going over there in uh, nemo yeah so the habitat is in about 65 feet of water uh they go the deepest is like 95 100 feet that's they, over uh, the florida keys right yep right okay. up there key largo key largo yeah mm-hmm. I was going to lay back and see what you did. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, I, was, I was trying to pitch to you. you, you got so it's mostly voice. hardware then, right? No software. There's no software technology that's coming out that's going to kind of aid in the advancement of, you know, space travel as it pertains to the tools. Yeah, so good question. Um, in the future... So some of our tools are really mm-hmm. complicated and they have software interfaces. Mm-hmm. In the future, when we go back and do geology on the moon and on Mars, um, we're going to give the astronauts these hand, handheld instruments. So mm-hmm. they're going to, they are like uh, X-ray fluorescence, you know, XRF gun. Oh, and wow. you hold this special um, instrument over the rocks and it can analyze the rock and tell you if it's interesting or not so to speak oh, worth, okay. and, and so that there's some oh, upgrades awesome. happening in that technology that's going to do that does not compute <laughs> Troll yeah. delete. so there's some some software involved that that will aid in the science um in the future now, how about you? I mean, would you uh, would you be up for a space mission? I mean, is that uh, absolutely? Is that, is that part of the whole plan, the master Dude, plan? Dude, I think you, you know, I think you're what, going to Mars, man. Space, uh, <laughs> I think you're going to you know, Mars. Space ninja in space. I mean, it seems only yeah. Fitting. Ninjas in space. space, space. <laughs> I mean, who who wouldn't want to bring along a ninja with them into space? You know, get yeah, lo- so terrifying. much more done. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right totally. Truth, totally. Strong argument. You, you, you never know when you want a rival leader killed. Yep. you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Well, I gotta believe. You know, the the whole American Ninja Warrior experience. I mean, that's something to put on the application, right? For, sure. Yeah. For, I mean, you know, yeah. It's it's unique. Physical, from what I can yeah, tell. yeah. Physical fitness and hell yeah. But yeah, being an astronaut has always been a dream of mine. You know, being involved in the space industry at all is is honestly a dream come true every day. So uh, you know, it's something I'm going to try to work toward, and we'll see what happens. So uh, you've turned in an application, correct? Yeah, this last uh, go around it was the first time I was actually eligible, and I applied. So didn't make it. This how time many? Around. How many do you have to? How, how long do you have to wait to turn in your next one? So recently, it's been every about every four years that they open up the call. So uh, if they stick with that, it's going to be another 
three years, maybe two or two and a half, three years before they open up that call again. But there's a potential awesome. that might speed up, right? As we, as human spaceflight, you know, as, as uh, SpaceX and all the different 2020, options. we have yeah, the definitely. Orion test, right? Yeah. 2020, things, we have the Orion test. Things are happening. They're going to take it around the moon. They're going to see what's happening. And then from there, I, I think it's going to be recruitment city. Yeah. And not to be a, you know, not to know what's going on or know anything. I'm nobody, but. I think we're going to make a base on the moon. I think someone's going to snap to the fact that we make a base on the moon. We use those resources. It's a lot easier to get out of that gravitational pull than it is the Earth. We pull that, and I think we go to the moon a lot easier. Of course, as years tick by, so does our coalescing coalescing trips around the sun so <laughs> that you know timing, timing is of the essence, but you know who's to say we can't? Shoot forward. We've got. We've got. Well, a I've couple, been. I've been arguing a, for years. We need to get back to the moon because you know we know other nations have a plan to get there and they're going to do mm-hmm. more than plant a flag. That's right. You know? So, uh, well, right. you know, it's, it's at, definitely time to get get at, back there. You know, you can argue point, from we've a strategic high ground standpoint. It, it, it's almost like it's like an almost like a hoarder's uh, apartment that's too messy. Yeah. It's like we've got to leave here. We've got to find a new place to go. That's so the right timing, though. Right? So, how long Mul- is it going to take? Multi-planetary. Is it going to be five years? Is it going to no. be ten years? No. The the Mars is a twenty year is a twenty year plan. That's just that's just for Mars and that exploration. So Although SpaceX is doing a lot to kind of speed up that timetable, right? I mean they're they're getting this they're they're getting this to the station though. They're well, yeah, currently, which is, station. you know, that's pretty impressive, just a commercial op- – and, and they're and still the not Falcon, man-rated. The Falcon, you know, but the Falcon 9 is supposed to be what's going to propel the Orion project up to the future. Well, so the oh, so Orion is uh, it's be on, scheduled to be launched on the Space Launch yeah, System space, rocket, SL, yeah, the NASA, yeah, the yeah, big NASA yeah. rocket. But yeah, the future I think is is going to be a combination of NASA and commercial and partners. Commercial, yeah. I mean, what what SpaceX is doing is great, and there's there's other. Uh, Com- private companies that are doing great things. I mean, I think we're at the beginning of a really cool uh, couple decades. You know, on on the in the terms of the next step for us, uh, what's what's kind of the official thing here is this gateway, which is going to be a smaller space station in orbit around the moon, and that'll act as a going off point for right at the in the twenty twenty yeah yeah in the twenty so, twenties. That's cool. So, did you now going back to American Ninja Warrior? Did you do the show for anybody or just for yourself? Yeah, I, it wasn't for anybody, you know. I, it was something that that I wanted to do. And Did you think it was your mental myself? fortitude? You needed to do it for your for your own self. Was no, there a- I, honestly, I was I was kind of at a lull in in terms of my fitness and uh, and I wanted a goal to work toward. And so awesome. this this was a really cool goal. And I said, hey, look, kudos at the end to of you this, for yeah, making absolutely. the show, man. Yeah. Absolutely, let's yeah. get this guy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's that's badass. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Turn at, everything around and at the end of this, I was like. If, even if I don't make the show, maybe I'll be a little more fit. And uh, and totally. both things came true. So uh, it was it's been a really cool year. That's pretty We're awesome. Almost yeah. a swimsuit season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> almost. Well, by the way, what what you know, <laughs> what's funny is like literally last it was last year on my birthday, May thirtieth, that I decided and made a post on Facebook that I wanted to do this. And literally, the episode is airing one year from that date. Oh, totally. That's amazing. That is the, so, it's the May so the May thirtieth. Is the uh, boom. That's so your that's birthday, a, May 30th. That's a pretty, right? pretty, yeah. So you're a Gemini, great. That is, yeah. Yeah. That is, and that we're is all Gemini, pretty impressive Gemini year. street, right? So it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're actually in the Gemini building. God. There you go. Gemini 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 building. building. Yeah, yeah. What do you know? Look at putting it together with Sylvia. <laughs> now I'm coming just up down later on from Mission Control, which started with the Gemini program. Yeah, right. I think the third Gemini launch, fourth, the first one with putting it together with Gemini. Got to. I'm a Gemini myself. That's a new segment. Putting it together with Gemini. So speaking of Gemini and space flight, when was the first time that, that you know you first found yourself maybe as a kid getting interested in space or the first time you remember, you know, some kind of milestone in space, something that, you know, kind of started this journey where now you're not only the space ninja, but uh working with the space program, you know, have have applied to become an astronaut. Yeah. So when 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 did it all start? Do you remember? I mean I I very much remember the Columbia accident. So that was okay. I definitely that I remember Don't watching that on TV. Challenger and, and in Columbia. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of my first exposure. I I didn't seriously consider being in it, or at least I, my memory is junior year of high school when I took an astronomy course. That's I think what solidified my passion Wait, and interest in that. 
Uh, I will be 29 next week. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. What a babe. That's Not even 30. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Space Ninja. Yeah. <sighs> what do you drive? What do I drive? Uh, a Chevy Cobalt. <laughs> You're hoping for a. We will have we will have the decision on whether or not we grant you the Space Ninja title on a Chevy Cobalt when we come back from this commercial break. <laughs> we are back with the Galactic Coast Power Hour, and uh, we're we're about to to give the Space Ninja multiple challenges. But before we do, we're going to talk a little bit more beer because you know, and this kind of is a beer show, and uh, we have Sylvia pouring. Pouring a beverage what is here. Now, now, what are we? What yeah. are we? Do I yeah, not get absolutely. any? I'm sorry, yeah, I poured a beer. Yeah, this is the the new beer from Spindletop. This is like my, my third beer from Spindletop on the show, but it's Hopkeem, and I know the Rockets are playing right now. Hopkeem, yes. Go yeah. Rockets! Hell yeah! This is part yeah, of the. Uh, so this is the so beer. He's tied two and two. This is a sports show. He goes up, dunk. <laughs> yeah, so we're hoping that the Rockets do well today. It's two two. Two, so two. we're hoping for a win, right? And there was, was awesome. uh, a lot of incredible hype about this beer when it was released, right? Yeah. People are waiting in line for, you know, overnight, at tents. There was yep. worried about people perishing from the heat. <laughs> but uh, the, the brewery, you know, I mean, just all kinds of excitement. And also we've... Uh, there's a lot of hubbub about some uh, secondary market sales, right? Yeah, I know. We're we'll talking about that one day. Now, this particular beer is not going for anything crazy on secondary market, but yes, you're right. So the uh, line started out this Saturday at 6 o'clock in the morning. Folks were lined up. There was a big old party. There was a bottle share. There was breakfast tacos that the owners provided from Spindletap, and this is the result. It's a great beer. Okay, so, so. what you're telling me is <laughs> people are showing up at these releases Ready to party at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. in the morning. Okay, so with they're showing up. They're showing up with a cooler full of beers that no one else has had, possibly. Yep. And everybody's sharing these experiences with everybody, and it's just like a big social. That's yeah, that's it's it's more of a party than it is a beer release. Nobody's to be worried about the line. Everybody's no. worried about will I bring a beer that no one's had? <laughs> Not even so much that it's just that's, you know that's kind of cool there, that's kind of cool it no is it's like while you're out there you get to meet folks from the community you get to figure out who's who um you get to meet some new faces and you get to try some new beer so that's you know cool. what you know and the whole share thing hours. cools down the entire i'm in a line and gonna kill anybody that's like right. like like a black friday type uh, that's right nobody's nobody's <laughs> right. doing hair nobody's doing anything like someone that. should release a beer called black friday that's probably uh, went somewhere. It was a Black Tuesday Black from Tuesday. the brewery, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a Black Crack. <laughs> there oh, is no. a Black Crack, yeah. There is a Black Crack. So yeah, sorry. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, uh, we've got a couple cool new events coming out this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, All right, right? so get out so your calendars. Uh, Sylvia's about to give us some updates on some <laughs> no, beer so, events. So I'll tell you a little bit about where I'm going to be at. So uh, a couple of beer events that I'll be at. Cranky Bridges is releasing three new beers. Well, actually... Actually, one new beer, but they're bringing back two classics. They're uh, he's bringing back the Damn Skippy, which is a peanut butter oh, porter. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. That's good Bill stuff. Arning, which was huh? only, Yeah, so Bill's bringing back that. It's going to be a great release. It's it's coming tomorrow. There should be some on Saturday. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then Sand Patrol. Oh, is that is, one of the? Oh, that's that's, a, that's the a new American Pale Ale. That's right. That's right. Which will be released as well. Uh, this weekend, and then the new beer, which is Poodle Skirt, we talked a, l- a little bit about it in the, the last fad show. series. And this is the, the New England style. Which, that's the Nipa, yeah. Which yeah. I've had some friends try, and they're like, "It's great. It's super hoppy, super bitter. It's gonna be, it's gonna be one of the best New England style IPAs for Cranky Bridges." So I'm really, really excited about that. It's gonna be Friday um, at the tap at the tap uh, tapway tapway, tap-way yeah. driveway tapway. Yeah. And uh, it'll carry through the weekend for as long as it lasts. So it's going to go pretty quick, and I'm excited about that. So Poodle Skirts, is that that's a, you know one of their fad, their, their NEPA, mm-hmm. New England IPA yep. fad series. They're having a little humor with it. Yep. Is it their, the fourth in the series or I third? I believe it's the or? fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Okay, so I think Pet you're right. Rocks, there was New Rue Jacket, and there was one other one. What I can't it? remember. It was the, one in the second. Uh, Troll, second dolls. Troll Dolls. Troll, Troll Dolls. dolls. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah, all these fads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's all releasing uh, Friday and Saturday. The next event that we have, of course, I'm wearing the brass shirt because I just got back from Novi Public House. And they are releasing the 500 milliliter bottles of the uh, apple, uh, what is it, apple brandy, peach brandy, and cognac barrel stouts. 
um, Saturday mm, at wow. noon. So mm. if you want to get in the summer, this should be like a Stouts in the summer release or something because. <laughs> You don't normally do that, but you do. But there will be a I'm, line at six. But that's so brash, right? That's so brash. I'm ready to yeah. drink all like, three F of them it, right Let's now. release stouts in the summer. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's so brash. Yeah. And it's, and it's that's amazing at the, at, beer. And by that's the way. at the Brash Brewery. Yep, it's going to be at the brewery over there on Cross Timbers uh, on the north side. It, it's scheduled to start at noon, but I can imagine the line will be there at six or seven o'clock in the morning. It's going to be a great release. So if you're looking for a great stout to age. Um, that's the one to pick up right now, and it's going to be released on on Saturday. Cans, bottles, yeah. bottles. It's right? going to be a bottles. 500 milliliter bottle. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I hear they have a pretty good video game collection over there, right? Oh uh, yeah, they're Our growing kids. too. I've been seeing a bunch of stuff, but yeah, yes. Bring your kids, you know. Come and ha- bring your bag, chair. Bring some bottles. Bring some water. Maybe some food, and you'll have a great time. And then uh, Valentin's is actually having their first year anniversary. I'm super wow. excited about that. The Bourbon Barrel Start releases yeah, tomorrow. Val's at, on, uh, the first yeah, he's on the first episode. Yeah, yeah, first episode. Yeah, Val. so Val is releasing his first year. Another guy who works for NASA is also a brewer. You okay. know, and absolutely. And so he's going to have veteran. a three day party essentially it's friday saturday sunday at four o'clock on friday they're having a ribbon cutting ceremony they're going to do a token system so you buy some tokens get some beers they're having new releases every single day food trucks big old event for the family it's going to be great and this is right there so, in pearland off of a uh, telephone road yep, telephone road yeah. near the uh Coles flea market not quite a little further little, south, little south but, in the beltway uh, yeah yeah you're gonna love his establishment. It is, it is, yeah. it is so cool. There's man. a big, like beautiful Val's tree place. out in the backyard, oh, so there's yeah, plenty there of is. shade, plenty of seating space, great music, great folks. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So awesome, excellent. So we yeah. covered multiple parts of town. Now we got Dickinson, Pearland, uh, Brash, all local, kind of yeah. like Houston all local. area. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure there's a lot more going on. So uh, you know, keep an eye out. So I guess we're gonna play. Uh, we okay. So we have the Space Ninja here with us. So we Space thought. Only fitting, although I didn't, I didn't. Some of these are going to be pretty difficult, but I figured it's only fitting to test his ninja knowledge. Ninja knowledge, and oh, we're going to play name that ninja, and we're going to do it pretty quick. I'm probably going to blow through them because, uh, yep. Truthfully, some of them are pretty hard. We we went back to the 15th, uh, 1500s for some of these. Uh, <laughs> a lot of these, I'm not sure. I'm go- I'm I'm going to butcher the names. <laughs> we're going to start out easy, and then we're going to work our way from there, and I probably won't do them all. I I, I went really deep down the ninja wormhole. Preparing for this. Yeah, I'm not going to do very well. You should have done Ninja War- Name That Ninja Warrior. Right. Then I know all yeah, those people. Or maybe that, maybe Space Vehicle. You no, know, that yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm second we'll, guessing. But, we'll you know, give but it a shot. I'll try at some point late at night when I was drinking, this seemed like a good idea. Well, you, so are, the, gonna, you are the Space Ninja. You must respect <laughs> yeah. the second yeah. half of your name, <laughs> That's sir. That's true. I respect so, it. And, and, and some of these I think you might stand a chance of getting. So, uh, and I'm, I'm looking at the camera there. If Adam's working the camera, we're going to, number one. Uh, Deadpool. That is correct. Deadpool. Marvel Comics. All right. All right. Can't believe we got that. It's one. all downhill from here. No, <laughs> actually, a, actually, this he's, one's he's a ninja. This one's not too bad. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's correct. We got Leonardo, <laughs> Donatello. Name oh. two of them. Yeah. Raphael. <laughs> Name the other two. Raphael. Uh, Raphael, Leonardo. So Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello. And Michael Angelo, Angela. yeah. Nice. Michael and Angela. not to be confused with the radioactive Black Belt Hamsters, which was a <laughs> spinoff comic book series. I, I collected comic books back in the day. Was that uh, Richard Gere? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a whole different show. <laughs> All right, number three. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a low-res. Thank you, Walgreens, for sponsoring the... Is that uh, Chris Farley? That is Chris Farley. That is Chris Farley. Uh, that's all I can... Yeah. <laughs> that's the Hollywood ninja. The Beverly Hollywood. Hills Hollywood. ninja. Billy, Billy Adam Smasher. Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I should have known that. <laughs> all right, so this one actually goes back to my youth, although I think that you know the the, the, the brand has gone on for a while, but uh, I knew this one. This is one of the few ones I knew. Robocop. Close. Close. I mean, it's reasonable, you know. Snake Eyes. This is Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe, and we got multiple yep. Snake Eyes. I went with the one because, you know, when I was young, I mean, literally that 35 it. years yeah. ago, I mean, that was that the was action the figure with the little Uzi. Yep, yep. Here he is with then his Then they spruced sword. him up, yeah, yeah with yeah. the uh, motorcycle helmet because it was All cheaper. All right, so uh, <laughs> I kind of dig this one. I don't know why. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, uh, that's Olivia Munn. She's, yeah, well, she's boobs. Great. Half credit. Oh, boobs. Well done. Half well credit. Done. Boobs. She's awesome. <laughs> okay, Adam. Half credit for Adam. Psylocke from X-Men. X-Men. Uh, Marvel yeah, Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, got a little uh, bonus. This, this actually kind of shows the evolution of the character before. Uh, Psylocke. 
They yeah. actually had to crop out an older one. I like the purple yeah. hair. If Olivia is like listening, I, I love you. You're great. <laughs> she, I don't think she's listening to this. Probably not. The, the more <laughs> important question now is if the wife is listening. Uh, she agrees. Okay. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She approves. That, that's another show, too. <laughs> All right. So uh, I recognize this guy. Mike, Mike's been studying martial arts for 30-plus years. So that, he's, he's from Mortal Kombat. Yep. Yeah. 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 The Does the frost. I don't know his name, though. Sub-Zero. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Name bring that it back. Ninja. Bring it back. Name All right, Now I didn't go with probably the most recognizable version. Uh, there's been multiple people who've played this character. Electra. Electra from the Daredevil mm. Marvel okay. comics. All right. Nope. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> No, I, thought I, you, have, I thought you got it. I, thought you I have no idea. I was counting All right, on you. So now I got to actually pronounce it. Okay, so it's Joe Mashishi from the uh, Sega series back in the day. Introduced first introduced in 1987, and he also was in Sonic, the comic book. Uh, and yeah, oh. I, I think I kind of recognize him from. Uh, yeah. I don't think I recognize like his name. He didn't. He didn't. Oh, here we go. Shinobi. Series. Here we go. Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, Sin City or something? No. Mm. Bam. Yeah. There Half you point. go. Yep. Half point. Yep. Half Just because it was City. black and white, I used yep. this to yep. clues. I don't know who that is, though. <laughs> oh, we got a minute. Okay, so we're going to yeah. cut. We're Sin gonna, City. We'll give him credit for that one. Sin yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. good. We don't need right, a second boop, photo. Boop, 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 boop. Boom. All right. Who's this guy? <gasps> I know. I know. Oh, Scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. Of course well it's Scorpion. Yes. All right. Ooh, I think I know him. Oh, wow. Sylvia, go. God. Maybe. Is he from uh, Bleach? Say, 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 <laughs> say his name. Ryu? Or nope. R? What starts with R? Storm Shadow. Oh, no. Storm He's Shadow. a G.I. Strong, Joe. He's a G.I. Joe, too. anime, yep. What is this? Is oh, that a Oh, that's, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Kashimi, uh, Kami. Ka- <sighs> Jinichi... Kawakami. Kawakami. He's, uh, Kawakami. He's widely uh, considered Japanese. He is, he is the the guy who's currently holding the the torch for the ninjas. All right. So we we have more, but we're gonna we're gonna cut it. We're gonna do the uh, Galactic Coast Challenge afterwards. And uh, so we just played. All right, Andy, time to go to bed. Thank you for tuning in to the Galactic Coast Power Hour. Sylvia, John, signing out with Adam Maids, Nades. Thank you, sir. Thank Space you guys Ninja for having me. In-house. Yeah. yeah, that's fun. Appreciate it. That shit is so... <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait till I say clear. It's okay. Mike, it's the internet. It doesn't matter. Are we clear, sir? Say goodbye again. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, Space travel. Beer. Does this look infected? Beer. Boating. Did we mention there's beer? Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week, we think. Thursday nights, 7 p.m., Galactic Coast Power Hour, Final Draft Radio. I gotta pee.